Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At LifeX LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. Baby, baby. Hey, what's going on, my fellow LA hackers? This is your host, Stefan, and welcome to episode number 43. Very excited about today's interview because I've been following this guest on Instagram for quite a while, and she's even written a few guest articles for us on the Life Hacks LA uh, blog. Her name is Alyssa Green, and I knew I was going to ask her to come on at some point because to me, she kind of represents what an LA hacker is. She's super excited to live in LA and unapologetic about Los Angeles, always out there soaking up all the amazing experiences living in the city has to offer, whether that be a pop-up or maze room or some cool new spot. She just always seems to be the first going out there, enjoying it, and then getting on her Instagram and sharing it with others. So uh, I decided to ask her to come on now, though, because of this whole situation we got going on at the moment. Um, of being locked down in our houses here in Los Angeles and pretty much throughout the world. But it got me thinking about people like Alyssa, who, like me, wants to constantly be outside, checking out all the amazing things that our city has to offer. Don't want to be cooped up at home, always out there, always having a good time. And I thought, you know, if Alyssa can find a way to stay positive, stuck at home, and make the best of the situation, you know, considering her personality of wanting to get out there, Uh, Maybe she could share some of those tips with the rest of us. I follow her on her Instagram stories and she's having a good time at home, even though she's locked down. And so in in this interview, she not only does that, she shares some of these tips of getting through this, but she also shares some of her best LA hacks for all those activities I talked about that we can all look forward to getting to when this lockdown is over and life starts to get back to normal. And as always, guys, I have my own special little hack for you at the end of this interview. So please be sure you stay tuned for that. And let's get to it. Let's get to this interview with Alyssa Green, and I hope you enjoy it. All right. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's up, LA Hackers? I've got a very special guest on today's episode. It's Alyssa Green from Alyssa Explores. How are you doing today, Alyssa? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. We were just talking. It's good to sort of finally meet. We've been uh, working together. You've been doing some guest blogs for us, and I've been following your account for quite some time. So it's cool to finally talk to you. Right, in person. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of in person. In Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we're on lockdown right now, so we can, you know, can't really do it in person even if we wanted to. But All right, yeah. so th- that's what we're going to talk about on the episode today. We're actually going to talk about this kind of weird situation we're in with the coronavirus and we're all kind of on lockdown right now. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from originally and how did you come to Los Angeles? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, I actually, I first met you uh, when I competed in your contest in 2018 for the Halloween Horror Night uh, Universal Studio tickets. I was the fifth wheel on this like dating uh, outing and um, I was terrified the entire time but I won through you two tickets to the Horror Nights so now I'm an avid follower and I feel like we're friends since I DM you so much <laughs> yeah I remember that I remember when you won 
Yeah, I was being extra. I think I asked for a, if we could upgrade to the daytime one and I could Venmo you the difference. And you probably were like, oh my goodness. This yeah, I was like, oh, here we go. Just take your free tickets. Come <laughs> right? on, don't be a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, yeah, my friends wanted to go so bad and they had me enter because I have a knack for winning a lot of contests. Like I keep, this is silly, I keep a, a list of all the things I won. I won a trip to Hawaii, a trip to Thailand, like a tablet at the US Surf Open, but I'm getting sidetracked. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I guess your original question was a little bit about myself and where I'm from. So I'm from a suburb of Chicago, uh, Illinois. It's called Madison. I came to Los Angeles by way of the Bay Area. I attended Stanford University. And luckily, the week of graduation, I was offered a job by Fox Sports. <laughs> My parents were so worried that I wasn't going to have anything to do. Um, and actually, the job had me fly out to start immediately. So when I first moved out here, I hated it, but rightfully so because I wasn't prepared. Like I just didn't have it in my head that I was going to move to LA. I always thought I was going to go back to Chicago and, you know, I was going to live this great life downtown and things like that. And when I got out to LA, my parents only thought it was going to take a weekend to find a place to live in a car because I mean, a car was a requirement of the job. And my dad picked up this car that I have had to have paid off, thank God, but I didn't like it. And it was impossible to find an apartment. I was commuting from Walnut out to Century City every day. It was awful. I was getting wow. so tired after work because we worked crazy hours in television that I was sleeping in the, the parking structure um, to wait for traffic to die down and stuff. But after eight years and everything I've been through, uh, this place is now my second home. So it's all I've known my adult life and I've come to love it. Oh, wow. So it's been eight years then. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. So you've been oh. out here for a while. Yeah, you, do you work on the Fox studio lot at Fox Sports or? Yes, on Pico. Oh, I used to work there. Really? Yeah, I worked there for five years. Oh, nice, nice. I last stopped working there in um, 2017. Oh, okay. So we might, have, we might have overlapped a little bit. Yeah, and I guess it's good you're on the Fox Sports side because when Disney bought Fox, you don't have to worry about that because they just took over the movie part, right? Mm -hmm. News and sports stayed under the branch of Fox. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get off this entertainment talk. This is too much inside <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Sidebar. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, uh, which area do you live in now in Los Angeles? I have been, since I found my apartment, like three months after moving out here, I've been in Culver City. The little subset is called Palms. Most people mm. think I'm in Palm Springs when I say Palms, but it's yeah. like Overland and, and like National. Yeah, I know where Palms is at. Mm -hmm. yep. Work, working at Fox, I used to go to Culver City all the time for lunch breaks. Oh yeah, yep. It's Culver City's production central, where yeah. everyone lives out here. Okay, so uh, like we were talking about, we kind of found each other on Instagram. You have the account Alyssa underscore Explorers, where you share your LA adventures, and you and you also do some guest writing for Life Hacks LA, like we talked about. And you describe yourself as an LA adventurer who can't sit still. Can you tell us a little bit more about your account and um, some of the activities that you that you share with your followers? Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm an extrovert with high anxiety <laughs> and my family describes me as always on 10, meaning I never slow down. So uh, some activities that I love to do are escape rooms and LA is the production capital uh, of the US for escape rooms. I actually wrote an article for you uh, and Life Hacks LA on the top escape rooms to try out. So check it out if you're a fan of testing out your strategic thinking. Uh, my first escape room I actually did by myself. I was, I just gone through a breakout, a breakup, and uh, it was a Saturday and I was just like, oh, I need to, to get out the house. And I'd always wanted to do one. So I signed up for one downtown and I went and I actually got added to a party of 
10. <laughs> it was a birthday party. And I was the only one that was not part of the birthday party, but it was a great way to meet friends. And I bonded with them. They actually invited me out for drinks afterwards. So it was, it was actually a really cool experience. Um, I like attending live sporting events. So uh, <laughs> basketball games at the Staples Center, NASCAR races at Fontana, um, and Dodgers games are wild. So I'm an avid hiker and hooper. So you can find me at Eaton Canyon or the courts in Culver City if you ever want to, you know, some pickup. But I, <laughs> I sports runs in my family. So I got into the into sports production because I just had to stay attached to it. Um, my cousin actually plays for the Lakers now, so I am a Lakers fan. Oh, wow. uh, but yeah, so which player is he? Danny Green. Oh, Danny Green. I love yeah, Danny Spurs, Green. Everybody loves Danny Green. Now Lakers. Yep. Um, so uh, I'm just sports has always had some role in my life. No, no matter what what part of my life it's been, you know, whether it's undergrad or being out here in LA. Um, but I kind of tie that sports and adventure into other parts of my life. That's why my account's Alyssa Explores. And so I'm big on um, seeking out speakeasies. So there are a ton in LA. My personal favorite is La Descarga. It's like the salsa speakeasy. Yeah, that's a um, great one. Yeah, so there are also a bunch of other ones like Good Times, Davy Wayne's, No Vacancy, Blind Barber, um, Lock and Key, that one's really fun, and Great Music, uh, Employees Only, 77 Lounge. So, and a bonus, if you're willing to drive, uh, there's this tiki bar in San Diego called The Grass Skirt, and it is awesome. It's super vibey. Uh, I no, I don't drink, so I had a great time there without needing like the alcohol. Uh, it's 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 wonderful, but it is it is a drive. Yeah, um, I love your account because it, you're almost like an on-site reporter for LA because like you're everywhere. You know, you're at all these. Uh, you know, it's almost like a TV show of like you going to all these different locations because you do a lot of um, stories too, right? Yeah, I'm my. I think my account is more so about my stories because I love kind of just like compiling them together and you can be more free in your stories because they only live for 24 hours. I mean, you can highlight them, but photos like people kind of like obsess over. And for me, it's just like, I want people to get out there and I want people to interact with me. And I don't have a lot of engagement under my photos. It's my stories. Like my DMs blow up or people are like, where is this? And what is this? And how is this? And I do kind of get frustrated sometimes because people don't really read. They'll just be like, where is this? And I'm like, I've tagged the location. Like I literally said where it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what else like I can tell you other than repeat what I just did, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, but I really like encouraging people to explore and get out there. Uh, I, there, and there are endless pop-up events in LA, which makes every weekend different. And I was like, before this, I was like, what are the things that I did last year that I like really, really loved and like shared with my followers? Um, Koreatown Summer Nights was awesome. That was kind of like a food experience. Mm -hmm. And then I don't even know if I pronounced this right. The Vivu Kike <laughs> Polo which, Classic. Which one? Vivu Kike. I, I don't know. It's what the, is it? the champagne with the, the yellow label. Um, they have a polo classic um, and it's super awesome. You get to dress up and, you know, women are in flowy dresses, sun umbrellas and stuff like that. And all the guys are suited up and you go out a day at the, and you watch people play polo. Um, oh, wow. It sounds similar to dinner and Blanc, but even cooler because you get to watch polo. Have, have you yeah, heard of dinner and Blanc? I haven't. I mean, I have. You dress in white and it's a secret yeah, yeah. email that ahead of time. Yeah, it's like a secret thing. And then you, well, not secret, but that's how they promote it basically. But it's dinner all in white. And everyone gets dressed up and they have dinner in a secret place, but it's usually like a really cool spot. Mm. But this one, you're saying that you go there and you watch a polo match? Yes. Wow, yeah. I haven't heard of that one. 
it started off on the East Coast, and now it's out here in LA. It's really, really big on the East Coast, but one of my friends out there, he travels to LA to do it, um, and so that's how I first heard about it, and then for my roommate's birthday, she was like, I want to go, so we got last-minute tickets, and we went, and it was a blast. Like, you could bring your own picnic, and, like, they kind of explain the game to you, the polo game to you, and then at what there was their halftime, you get to, to go out onto the field that they just played on and, like, kind of, like, be out there for, like, five minutes and then come back and then they they continue playing the game. Um, so that was super fun. And then Mushroom Rally was also something that happened all throughout the U.S. You got to, yeah. to do go-karts and dress up like Super Mario. Uh, and I think that was my first, like, influencer moment where they're like, oh, you made this video. Like, can you make video content for us and stuff? And so it was super – and it was, it was a great concept, too, so it was super easy to, to edit for them. Um, and then are, are they coming back? Uh, are they going to be doing that every year? I mean, I know this year is a little weird with the COVID thing, but is I that think, something they were going to do every year or? Yes. I think that was their goal. I don't think they're going to be able to this year because it was a little, um, they had, I think they have to work a little more on their organizational aspect of it, but mm. it was super popular when it was in each city. Um, so that, that's, um, I, if it does come back, I'll definitely let you know. Uh, yeah, let me know because <laughs> they're one of the people that I talked to, but I think it was their unorganization because I was supposed to, I was trying to get tickets for that because I knew that would be a hit with, uh, you know, LifeX LA followers is two yeah. tickets to that. But um, I don't know, our communication got crossed or whatever. So yeah, and um, it was their yeah. first year doing it. And I think every, that first events are always hard for organizations because you, you know, you plan on the scale that you think you can accommodate for and then it just like blew up like when it actually because you know people in LA are very last minute you don't yeah. get tickets ahead of time for anything it's a week of so the weekend I bought the tickets when I heard about it, when I first heard about it I like signed up for the wait list for it to go live <laughs> and then it went live and I like bought four tickets because I was like oh people are gonna want to go and then again LA very flaky people fell off so the, so two of the four that were supposed to be going with me fell off and I had to sell those tickets um but it was it was a, it was a great event and um I think it just got out of, it blew up so much for them that they didn't really know like how to, how to manage the, the popularity, but yeah, it did very well in each city it went to. Um, and then some, another event that was kind of, I hope is reoccurring and it should be, um, they, they do it for different holidays. The one I went to was house of spirits and it was in Hollywood at like this giant mansion. And it was an interactive, like exploratory mystery where you had to find out how the head of the house like passed away and you'd go into one room was like a puppet room and they kind of gave you clues and you went upstairs and it was like a scavenger hunt and they had like scare rooms in the basement and then you got this punch card with different um you could once you punched it off you got a free mixed drink in each room it was it was so great like it and it was more than just like you know an event where you could have an open bar there was some yeah. activity for you to do i like things where there are activities yeah i'm but, the same um, way and they had, they, they reformatted it and they did like a nutcracker version for Christmas. So I'm sure they'll be doing it again uh, this year uh, because it, it again, it was a hit. Oh, that's really cool. All right. So what, um, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and like this kind of house arrest we're all on right now. And the reason why I thought it'd be a good idea to specifically have you on to talk about this is because you're like me, like you constantly want to go out and do things. So I was like, if you can handle this, then other people can handle it, right? Because I'm sure you want to get out of the house and go explore all these amazing things you're just, you've just been talking about, right? Yeah. So um, right, as of right now, I mean, it's, uh, it's April 1st and the lockdown's been from March 19th. And it, the minimum, I think, is going to be the end of April. I mean, they're saying like middle of April, but, you know, we still got a ways to go. 
So how have you been dealing with that? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've been struggling as I feel like most people are during this time, uh, but I do have to practice gratitude because I have a roof over my head. I have a job and my family is healthy. Actually, my cousin just welcomed a baby boy into the family yesterday and wow. my trainer and his wife they're in labor right now so um i think that's a sign that life is good and that life goes on and that you know there are people coming into this world that we gotta we gotta keep a pushing for them you know we gotta we gotta stay positive and we gotta do our part so uh i've been facetiming my friends entering online contests and giveaways <laughs> TikToks. Uh, uh, taking walks and experimenting with cooking, but I warn you, I'm not any good. <laughs> I've given myself food poisoning a few times, oh uh, so I'm glad there's still restaurants open for us to order from. Uh, I And something that actually has been quite fun that I didn't expect, uh, I am single. <laughs> so I have been uh, live speed dating on The League, which is one of the dating apps. Uh, and it's every Wednesday and Sunday and it's been quite the experience though. One of the, one of the times that I did it, some guy was like playing video games with his friend and wanted me to watch. But then I've also met some awesome people, uh, like groups of friends who are on like their, their guy's account and they're just like, it's like a, you know, two roommates and they're chit chatting. So, um, so it's all video. It's all video. Yeah. And it's literally just like you get three minutes and the, it shows you their profile. Like you click go live. It shows you their profile. Then it gives you a prompt, like a question, like if your house is on fire, what's one thing you could grab, name it. And then it, you start, the clock starts and their video pops up and you get three minutes to chit chat. And then at the end of it, it says like a like or end and it just goes to the next person. That's an amazing uh, idea. Yeah. Like, I could see how that could be like addictive. Like you would never, <laughs> you're like, even if you like the person, you're like, Oh, I wonder what the next person's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think you get your date, you get your dates. So it's like, it can't hurt to, you know, like it and have, cause a chat will expire. I think after 14 days, like if you click like with them. So I think it can't hurt to match, but I've noticed that guys don't really ask follow-up questions. So it's just kind of like, you're on there chit chatting with yourself. Like, how's your day? And they're like, I ate breakfast. And they're just like, cool what did you eat you know like and it just you feel like you're pulling too much for their for yeah. their responses the where it just falls off so i think that having the video element of the speed dating kind of does help you know people talk and and give people that you otherwise wouldn't have given like a chance through text um a chance to to get attached but i've no matches so far for me some nice guys but no matches uh, i wish the next season of love is blind well could be in la but <laughs> Unfortunately, it's in my hometown of Chicago, so I might have to, you know, move back for a few months to get considered. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to be on lockdown for a while, so you still have time to find yeah. love on speed dating. But, uh, so I was going to ask you, um, so the, the first week the lockdown happened, they were pretty much letting us go to the park and beaches and stuff like that, but then it just got overran. Um, the area I live in, I can still go outside and be pretty far from people. Mm -hmm. Is it like that for you, or is it tough to go outside without being people everywhere? Yeah, no, there are people everywhere and everyone in Culver City has a dog and they're out walking them at all hours of the night. I was like, I went out the other day at like 11.30 p.m. to make a phone call. It was like a very personal phone call and someone was riding their bike down the street and just like, hey, and I'm just oh like, my God. why are we all out? But uh, yeah, my I was talking to my grandmother this morning too and uh, she heard like a person in the background and she's like, cross the street. And I was like, there's someone on each side of the street. Like you can't, this six feet thing in Culver's not not really working. Um, but 
it's good that they closed the parks. I mean, we do, my roommate and I do the Culver City stairs a lot and there's like the city parks truck out there, not allowing people, the stairs are taped off, like everything's on lockdown. So it's good because, you know, if we're left to our own devices, we're going to try and push those limits. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it'll be okay if I do it. But then everyone thinks like that. So mm-hmm. I, I live by the beaches. It's the same thing. Like I, it was when they didn't enforce it, there were people everywhere, but then the next weekend it was empty because they just literally wouldn't let anyone in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think it's something to stay at home is reframing adventure in a different way. Like you're exploring yourself within the confines of your home and it's a challenge. So I love that, you know, but it's just how creative can you get? Like, what can you do to keep yourself busy? You know, um, my dad always says you're only bored if you let yourself be bored. Yeah, that's true. So one of the, one of the unfortunate things that came out of this is like in Los Angeles, food is a big deal. We have so many great restaurants, so many foodies. I've seen you post food stuff. I post food stuff. We love the restaurants and you know, it's going to be tough for them. Some of them aren't going to come out of this, but you had mentioned that you don't like to cook at home. So what are some of the things you've seen with um, LA restaurants and what they're doing as far as pickup and delivery and, and, and still getting out there uh, since this, since this all kicked off? Yeah, I just have to shout out these restaurants and essential workers because they've really been putting in work. Uh, I love food and I will bust a mission to get something that I'm craving. So there's no place that's too far to drive. This has been a unique situation. I live for events like Smorgasbord, First Fridays and Abbott Kenny, where there's an abundance of food options. Uh, I went to the food festival, uh, the LA Food Festival at Santa Anita Park and the Night Market at Grand Central Park hosted by the LA Food Bowl last year. Both events are worth attending if they have them again this year. But um, I think it was my goal for the last two years to become Yelp Elite. So that's like a badge of welcoming into the food review community that earns you invites to events with free food. And my Mm. favorite word is free. (laughs) Um, So I was bestowed this honor at the end of February and I received the first invite letter to events for March. I signed up to all of them and subsequently they were canceled. So you can imagine my disappointment. And that's when I knew it was, that's when I knew it was real. So, uh, for me, like one of the like most touching moments during this time was I went to Boba Guys, which is like a, a boba bubble tea franchise that was started in San Francisco that opened out one at the Culver Platform. There's one downtown. I think there's one in like North Hollywood now. Um, but they're, they're, it's a close community. And so I was so geeked because they have the strawberry matcha latte that is bomb. And so I would go there all the time. But I went to, they had posted on our social media, like today's the last day we're going to be open. And we don't know after this crisis if we're going to be able to, you know, continue to serve all of you know our little followers so I went there and I was like uh got some to go boba and um and they were super stressed and so I hope they open again but the threat is real for these small businesses so I think um ordering from your local restaurants and small restaurants are important call beforehand because a lot of restaurants have modified hours I learned that hard the hard way the other day when I went to Krispy Kreme and I literally got there 10 minutes after their new closing hours Mm. um and tip generously if you can afford it because everyone's a different place financially my friends at Poutine Guys have actually come up with a really innovative concept during this quarantine. They're a food truck that serves the Canadian delicacy of French fries topped with cheese curds and gravy. And they've been making DIY poutine kits they saw on Fridays in four locations in LA. And so you can check their Instagram at Poutine Brothers uh, or Poutine Guys for more details. Poutine Brothers, oh, sorry, at Poutine Brothers for more details. It's a great activity to do with your household or by yourself, and it's super easy to make. I didn't even mess it up. <laughs> uh, and who doesn't love French fries, right? Yeah. Um, the food I love the most is 
Mexican food. So instead of going to like a Pollo Loco, which my roommate loves, or large chains, check out um, one of my favorite spots is Happy Taco. It's on Hoover Street in the Pico Union area. And their guac is to die for. I've gotten so many people hooked on it. Um, <laughs> they're open 9 to 9 every day and the weekend until 10 p.m. And then my other favorite is uh, Burritos Las Palma. It's in El Monte. And it has these traditional thin burritos from Perez, Mexico. And they're open 10 to 6 every day. And you may have heard of them because they're at Smorgasbord. And their tent is like sold out like the first hour of the event wow. so they're super popular um and honestly i'm obsessed with burgers so i've ordered from hi ho cheeseburger <laughs> three times during this quarantine. <laughs> they're delicious and they know me now they're just like hey you're here for the regulars but yeah <laughs> they recognize um, you huh yeah but i've also been on yelp whenever i have a craving to look up spots that i want to go to when the things are back to normal um, so I'll be having a restaurant crawl once this is over. You can spend your time going on Yelp and leaving reviews for places that you've already been to uh, and you really liked and spread a word about your favorite local businesses to family and friends. Um, so if you feel moved, you can also buy gift cards to use for later. Uh, I've prepaid for like a beauty services for businesses that I frequent a lot. Um, and you can do it for restaurants and things like that. And then just looking into gift cards for the non food related small businesses that I enjoy. That's great advice, Alyssa. I mean, we've got to support these businesses that we love in Los Angeles because we want them to be there when this is all over, you know? Right. And some of them aren't going to be. So if you really, really love a spot, a food, a food joint, um, take some of Alyssa's advice and try to keep them going during these tough times. Mm -hmm. But um, so my next question, um, you know, eventually this thing is going to die down, right? I mean, it, it, it's going to go away. Um, or it's, it's going to slow down and then eventually go away, but it's going to have an impact on business for longer than that, just because of everything that's, you know, the financial impact of it. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, we're, neither of us are experts on viruses or anything, so I'm not asking you about that, but I'm asking you because you know, LA and you know how much people love to go out and enjoy these pop-ups and escape rooms and all that stuff. So how long do you think it'll be until people get comfortable again, even when the virus is gone, are people going to still go out to these ball games and go into big crowds and concerts, or is it going to take them a while to kind of get over the fear of it? That's a really good question. I think each city will react differently. I know LA because it's already hard enough to keep us inside. <laughs> people are definitely going to be trying to go out. Like I'm going to be out day one. Uh, but my friend from high, from high school who lives out here now she was like i'm gonna let everyone go out the first week we're allowed to do stuff and then i'll ease back in when i see how everyone does like if anyone gets sick and stuff like that but i mean <laughs> my another friend said the other day i just want to be outside doing non-essential things and that is like my forever mood like i just <laughs> i want to be out this house life is not for me um but things may not go back to the normal that we're used to and i think that will impact future events and the way that we gather uh, my roommate Jessica also says that this is going to have a large cultural impact in the way that we interact and what we view as normal. For example, wearing like masks in public or having hand sanitizer available at all businesses. Um, have you noticed any things that have been normalized for you or like that you think are going to come out of this? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I think there's going to be some changes to like regular behavior. I've been saying for years that I don't know why people shake hands. I mean, I think we should be doing like the Japanese, like bowing, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or nodding or fist bumping or whatever, yeah. but, or in the but black that's culture, definitely going to be, what's that? I said in the black culture, we have the head nod where you just kind of like, yeah, you just, do, <laughs> you know, so I definitely think people are going to be like more 
cognizant of that, you know, when they're meeting people and stuff. But I also agree with you that it's going to be different. Like there's not going to be as many people in crowds for a while, Mm -hmm. but LA is unique in that people love to be outside and it's going to be hard to contain people because the weather's so nice. We have so many activities going on. So if there's any city that is going to bounce back quicker, as far as like non-essential activities, (laughs) it's probably Los Angeles. Well, I mean, I, I'll say, I honestly don't want to have to go back to working in an office ever again, <laughs> but I do value social interaction. So I hope that we can congregate and shared spaces and feel safe again at some point this year. And like that, how long depends on how serious everyone takes it. And I think that's why it's important to follow the stay at home order. If we do, I keep imagining a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere around like June. Uh, if not, I'm thinking October. And I have a lot of trips planned. Like there's one to have a supai in Arizona at the middle of May. And I was like finally able to secure a permit. I've been trying for like years to go and the lottery opened up. We got four tickets. And now this is something that's like, you know, is this something that's really ending May 1st? Is it not, you know? And the the tribe is actually struggling because their main source of income is tourism, you know? And what is it called? Have a Suai? Have, have a Supai Falls. It's oh. in Arizona. And it's like, you've probably seen it on social media. It's like the giant, it's like the bluest waters. And there's a giant waterfall and it's just gorgeous. But it's like a 10 mile hike in um, and you camp there. It's a four day permit. You camp there and then like you hike back out. Um, and it's just, it's everyone who's done it and I've talked to, it's been like this, like really transformational experience for them. Like they just enjoyed the hike. You can even helicopter out afterwards. Um, and it's just, it's gorgeous. And so, but they have limited number of permits every year. And so a lottery goes live at the beginning of February. So of course you won. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're on there trying to click dates because like it opens up and then everyone's just on there clicking, clicking, clicking. And so you like you have you enter your party size and it's just chaos, you know, like and everyone's it's kind of like when Coachella tickets go live. You're just like, I pray I get through and I can purchase, you know, that's how it is for have a Supai Falls. And so we were, you know, we were just clicking, clicking and we get there, we get to the checkout page. And like, it would crash. It would send you back to the front, you know, of the line to enter again and enter your party size and, you know, try and pay and everything. So, I mean, we got our tickets, but, you know, and so they have our money, but they don't have the money that we would have spent, you know, like on food when we get there or the surrounding areas you lodge the night before you hike in or, you know, when you get to the little town and have a supai, once you're camping, you know, they sell water and they sell all this stuff that you would need at your campsite. So they're just, they're really struggling right now. So they have a, um, there's a public GoFundMe for the tribe um, that people can donate to, but it's just like, everyone is really struggling this time, but communities of color are being affected disproportionately. Um, Mm. And so there's just, there were a lot of trips that that I had to plan, you know, my 30th is in August and I went a trip to Thailand in November. So I'm like ready to jump on those trips if there's a possibility of going. Um, But I feel like most people are going to be hesitant to travel or go out because, you know, that they're, they're, they're still kind of like in this mode of, is it safe? Um, so I don't know, even if you don't agree with how the situation is being handled or the seriousness of the virus, um, if you do your part and play along, I feel like this ends so much sooner for everyone. It reminds me of when I was a kid and my parents would make me take a nap with my little cousins. I, I wasn't sleepy, but I did it because it helped them fall asleep. And it's hard being selfless, but, if, but that's what we have to do to kind of get through this time. So I just think people should really take this time to slow down, work on yourself and reflect. It's an unprecedented time and we may never have this much like solitude ever again. So I know it's hard to plan for the future since that's uncertain. And a lot of people have been grieving over plans that were canceled, like concerts, weddings, 
graduations, et cetera. Um, but we can still look forward to the future and do everything we can to make sure that that future is sooner rather than later. Could have said it better, Alyssa. I totally agree. I mean, I think that it's going to be over sooner or later. And the more we sacrifice now, the sooner it'll be we get back to life again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. On a lighter note, <laughs> let's talk about when life gets back to normal and the adventurous Alyssa explores. So what is the perfect day for you in Los Angeles? Um, you know, like I said, when life gets back to normal, you don't have to work that day. You wake up in the morning and you're going to spend an entire day out doing what you want to do. Take us through that day. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, honestly, there's not enough time in the day to fit in everything I'd want to do for my dream day, uh, but I'll give this my best shot. So I'd get up and not early because I'm not a morning person <laughs> and attend like a 9 a.m. workout class, preferably kickboxing. Uh, then I'd go with, to brunch with my girls at Cliff's Edge, Taste, or Eat This Cafe. I cannot stress enough how those are like the top brunch spots in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, just delicious. Uh, then we'd catch a few rays of sun at Hermosa Beach or like a quick hike in Malibu, something near water, nature. Uh, then there would be some kind of pop-up event because they're all over LA <laughs> that I'd attend in the late afternoon, like a Bumble or Yelp event, sporting activity, it's new Netflix show interaction, something, uh, or like a museum of fill in the blank experience, <laughs> et cetera. Uh, after that, I'd grab some boba and head to do an escape room. After we escaped and we're on this adrenaline high, we'd get dinner at Castle's hamburger spot in Koreatown. And then after we're full, We'd hit a speakeasy and dance the night away, and I'd be home, tucked in bed by 2 a.m. Nice. That sounds like an amazing day. Yeah. Man, you yeah. really love those escape rooms, don't you? i got to try those. I, yeah. I feel like I would get frustrated with the people I'm with. That's why I don't, that's why I don't ever I'll, do that. I'll invite you to the next one we do, and you can, you can do it with my group. My group of friends is fine. There are varying levels of doing it, but um, it's, it's worth it. It's really fun. All right. I'm going to have to try that. That's, I'm adding that to my LA Hacker list then. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, cool. So is there anything um, you want people to know that we did, I didn't ask you or we didn't already talk about? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I have, there's some few little uh, tips of things to do when being stuck in the house, because for me, it was really hard to adjust. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've actually uh, been, you know, like people, most people are doing like Zoom calls or TikToks or whatever, but there's this app called House Party. Let's play games with friends on like family and friends and family on video calls. Um, there's like trivia, heads up, quick draw, all that stuff like that. Um, and then just doing something to say like physically and mentally together. Uh, so my friend uh, Breathe with Brit Will, she does breath work. I have a friend, Tall Glasses CC, she does abs and glutes. These are all like Instagram lives they do that are super helpful. Um, Prana Wellness underscore life does yoga and fitness. Like these accounts are like awesome just to, cause you can interact with people like on Instagram live and stuff like that and, and stay healthy. And then something positive also to do in your free time, um, writing letters to incarcerated individuals. Oh, My wow. friend worked for the exoneration project in Chicago, uh, which turns overturns wrongful convictions. And she recently posted that, uh, and I quote this, I know a lot of people in prison are feeling the same negative shit we're all feeling out here. On top of feeling scared and helpless, they've lost a the little access they had to loved ones. No more visits, calls home are harder and harder to get. 
So Exoneration Law, uh, their Instagram actually has an account where you can sign up to like write letters. Um, and you can write to them about anything. It doesn't have to be personal stuff, you know, um, shows you've been watching, how you've been feeling, favorite song to like wash your hands to, like, you know, all that stuff. And then um, something that's gotten really popular and I kind of despise them. So I had to create my own, not the push-up challenge or the shot challenge, but um, I started a 30-day travel challenge where I encourage my friends and followers to post photos from your adventures. Um, so you can like relive like when you were outside. It gets you, it makes you feel better to go like back through your photos and videos and find stuff of like, oh, when I was outside and did this. Um, so it's a highlight on my Instagram page or it's pinned to the top of my Twitter if you're interested in participating, but it's, it's been pretty interesting to see the responses day one and two. But um, I mean, there are also like lighter challenges like the abundance challenge or like book reading groups and stuff like that. But I would say those are some tips for being stuck in the house. And then um, I swear by therapy. Don't forget to express how you're feeling and have a healthy outlet because if you don't, you'll pull up old issues right now and sit in those emotions because it's familiar. Uh, I've had an emotional setback at least once a week and it's a stressful time so don't let anyone invalidate your feelings like you know whether it's your roommate or your parents or something like that because everyone's handling the situation differently like trust your gut that you you know you know how you're feeling and try and process those to the best of your ability um write things down that you want to do post quarantine and like plans for how you're actually like actually and actively going to accomplish it and then <laughs> i think the biggest one for most people right now is keeping the same uh, social media etiquette that you had before the quarantine. Don't, don't post thirst traps on social media. <laughs> the, uh, oversharing might not be the best right now. So uh, like, I feel like if your post doesn't like educate, inspire, or uplift you or somebody else, think about it twice before posting. Um, and I would say one of the last two things, don't make large financial purchases right now because we don't know how this is going to go. So some of us who may get paychecks may feel inclined to like save the world and go like donate all this money and, you know, eat out every night and all that stuff like that or buy like that item that you've been wanting to get like a new laptop or a phone or my dad mentioned the other day that like car prices are really low and he was looking at car. I'm like, what are you thinking? <laughs> but, um, but we really don't know what the future holds. So just kind of yeah. like sit on that and like think about it, make make plans for it, but like don't make be really happy to like hop on and do it but yeah I would say those are my tips and then the last one just to be to prioritize yourself and schedule things so you're not like letting stuff build up at the end of the week um like if you have a work schedule like I still have a heavy work schedule so trying to find that time to you know do work but then also have personal time because you're in your house you know and you don't want your house to be this place where you're just constantly still thinking about work or all these like negative things it's supposed to be a sanctuary for you so yeah. that was a lot but those would be my many tips. Well, those are some great tips. And I'll go back to what you said earlier about, you know, we're in this situation. It is what it is, but you can, you, you might not be in a situation like this again, where you have this time to learn something new or to mm -hmm. make the best of it really. I mean, yes. take online lessons and something or, um, or use some of those tips you talked about, but just making the best of the situation. Don't let two months go by and you haven't accomplished anything, mm -hmm. but sitting in the house, <laughs> throwing yeah. out thirst traps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alyssa, it's been great talking to you. Um, I know we're going to continue to stay in touch. You're going to write some great articles, and we're going to maybe have you win some more contests. Cause <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> you just have a talent for that. But uh, <laughs> where, where can people go um, who want to learn more about you and follow you online? Oh, yeah. You can join me on my journey at Alyssa underscore explores, A-L-Y-S-S-A. -S -S 
Um, and I'm on all platforms. I'm most active on Instagram, but I just started Twitter that could use some, some love. Uh, my TikTok is like legit insight on like my relationship with my family and roommate since I started it when we were in quarantine. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoy engaging with people. So if anyone ever wants to do an escape room, hike, or check out a pop-up together, once we're out of this, let me know. Uh, I am open. So um, yeah. That's, that's how you get in touch with me. And I'm always happy to share my tips and tricks on LA and just to be a, you know, be a friendly face in LA. All right, cool. Alyssa, thanks so much for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm always inspired by the content you create. All right. Thank you. Bye. Hola chicos y chicas. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Alyssa Green from Alyssa Explorers who shared with us some great tips on getting through this current strange situation and lockdown we got going on. And she also shared some awesome hacks on her favorite LA activities, which hopefully you can get out there and enjoy when this virus situation is all wrapped up and over with and we can all get outside the house again. Uh, if you want to follow Alyssa, you can do that on Instagram at Alyssa underscore Explorers. And she will also be continuing to write for us as a guest author on our website, lifehacksla.com. So you want to check that out. All right, let's jump into my special hack on how to get through this stay at home order. So as promised, I've got my own little tip for you. And my advice is to make the best of the situation by coming out of it, having achieved something and whether it's a 30-day lockdown or 60-day lockdown we really don't know at this time but whatever time it's going to be you want to come out of it with a new skill or, or or something by practicing that thing you want to achieve every single day during this whole lockdown so for me i'm doing that using a concept called miracle morning and for an explanation is basically the idea that you get up an hour earlier every day and you get the most critical thing you want done in your life that first hour before you even start your day. So there's no excuses, nothing comes up throughout the day to throw you off track. Now, I've been doing this since the stay at home order started and it's been amazing. I've always been really bad about committing daily to things like working out or, or meditating, things I know that are good for me but it's hard for me to do every single day. But now with no commute, I have no excuses, I get up an hour you know I use that first hour that I would have used commuting to do my miracle morning so in my miracle morning I work out for half an hour and the other half an hour I spend on meditating and just setting an intention on what I want to get done for that particular day again um, since this started this lockdown I've not missed a day uh, with miracle my miracle morning and I hope to bring that habit with me when this is all over like continue doing that miracle morning so my hack is I highly recommend you try it. it it's based off a book, um, The Miracle Morning Concept. So if you want more details, you can check that out. But it's, that's basically the gist of it. If there's something you're serious about doing during the stay-at-home situation, you just do it during that first hour of the day and there's no excuses. It, it could be anything. It could be maybe you want to learn another language. Uh, maybe you want to start an online business or it could be like what I'm doing, working out or working out in meditation, whatever it is, just focus on only that thing you want to accomplish for that one hour a day, the first hour of the day. And then hopefully you will get into that habit and keep doing it even after the lockdown is over. And, and just think, if you were to do something an hour a day, 
every day. That would be 365 hours in one year. You could pretty much accomplish any goal you have with just one hour each morning dedicated. So that's my hack for this lockdown. And that's all I got for you, my fellow LA hackers. If you could click on that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on, then that way we can ensure that when I release a new episode, we won't miss each other. Uh, So that's all I got. And I love you guys. And I'll talk to you again next week. Later.